You're listening to the AISTS Master of Sports Administration podcast, created by Dr. Boris Gojanovich as part of the program Sports Medicine Module. In this series, we attempt to discover, understand, and debate the important issues in the world of sports medicine. Welcome to this episode where we'll be tackling an important question for runners out there. Is marathon running healthy for you? For answering this question, we have Dr. Paola from Mexico and Dr. Gonzalo from Spain. That's right. We'll discuss some paradigms about long-distance running, and I, as a marathon lover, will try my best to debunk some myths and fallacies out there. We'll see about that. I'm not really sure that is good for you. Okay, then. Why don't you start this discussion and bring it on? Sure. Let's start with heart problems. According to researchers from Mayo Clinic in the USA, endurance exercisers, including runners, may be at increased risk of heart problems as coronary artery calcification, diastolic dysfunction, large artery wall stiffening, and issues with the right ventricle of the heart. Let's take the case of Jim Fix. Running didn't help prevent his coronary artery disease, but it also caused his sudden death. I'll stop you right there. Jim Fix used to be obese before becoming a marathon runner. He already had a heart problem, and back in the 70s, visiting your doctor was less popular than it is now. It is, over, it is really important to say that sudden deaths are almost always due to a pre-existing heart abnormality or heart disease. On the other hand, running is well known to lower your BMI, which is mostly fat, uh, blood pressure, and cholesterol levels, which in turn reduces the risk of heart disease. And also, marathon training cardiac benefits may be transferable to the social environment of the runner, like wife, friend, boyfriend, etc., since you promote a better diet, better body, and better knowledge, and so on. And what about bone stress injuries and aching joints? I mean, it takes between 30,000 and 50,000 steps to run a marathon, and every time the foot hits the ground, a stress three to four times body weight is absorbed by the ankles, knees, hips, and lower bunk. When you run a marathon, you end up with muscle damage and inflammation that can remain for seven days after the race. Runner knee can wear down cartilage and weaken joints. Developing bone stress injury in long bones such as the tibia, femula, and femur. Okay, this is absolutely right and wrong. Researchers at Stanford University wanted to know more about the actual long-term effects of running on, on the knees and joints. So they studied a thousand runners and non-runners over 21 years, and it was found that runners' knees were no worse than those of non-runners. So running actually increases bone density and can reduce incidences of arthritis, while low-impact exercises don't have that same bone-building benefit. Your body sends essential minerals to bones to strengthen them when it's stressed, and running stresses your bones. These additional minerals help increase bone density over time. All those secondary effects you mentioned are a result of one thing only, lack of proper training. And training includes rest, so of course you wear down your cartilage or injure yourself when you don't chill a bit. Well, that is true. And on that matter, let me talk a bit about hormone imbalance and the immune system. Hormones help regulate our physiology and behavior. An imbalance can affect everything from respiration to digestion, metabolism, and sensory perception. A lack of hormones can be responsible for slow muscle recovery and lack of energy. And long-distance running has been proving to lower testosterone levels. On the other hand, when a person runs long distances, the muscles suffer microscopic damage. As part of the repair process, markers of immune function can either increase monocytes, lymphocytes, or decrease, 
nasal and salivary immunoglobulin. As a, as a result of this, the immune system is less able to protect against upper respiratory tract infection. For example, a few years back at the Los Angeles Marathon, a study found that 13% of the finisher developed this infection in the following week compared with only 2% in a similar groups of non-participants. So, it is very important to know how to rest and how to compensate what your body is losing from the effort which comes from having a healthy diet. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on this. Moreover, other consequences are what I call the three types. Hyperthermia, hyponatremia, and hypothermia. Hyperthermia is related with the control of the body temperature. And high humidity and dehydration can make head loss more difficult. Hyponatremia is related with drinking too much water. And low sodium levels cause swelling or edema in the brain. And of course, slower runners at, are at greater risk simply because they have more time while they run to drink too much water. And obviously, the risk of hypothermia is higher in cold, windy, or wet weather. And unfortunately, we have some examples in different marathons like Chicago 2001, where a 22-year-old guy collapsed and died with a body temperature of more than 40 degrees. I believe it's very important to be aware of what are the consequences when someone doesn't follow proper training. But this also can happen when weather doesn't work on the runner's favor. Now, not everything is about how bad you'll do if you don't train properly. Running can have amazing benefits for mental health, like reducing stress, sharpening focus, improve social skills, or even fight depression with the runner's high, which is like your brain pumps out two powerful feel-good chemicals, endorphins and endocannabinoids. So yes, your body provides natural drugs to our systems and benefits out of it. Also, running may be the single most effective exercise to increase life expectancy, according to a research from the Journal of the American College of Cardiology about exercise and premature death. So every pace and mileage has the same effect. It drops a person's risk of premature death by almost 40%. That means running returns more, st- more time to people's lives than it consumes. Well, I think that we agree that some precautions should be considered before running a marathon. That's right. So, as a conclusion, we can say marathons are all the rage these days, but the distance isn't for everyone. Training for a marathon necessitates a specific focus on psychological and physiological adaptations, and the primary focus is developing a rapid threshold, increasing muscular endurance, and fuel efficiency. And of course, the most important of all is rest. Okay, so I think we are done. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and don't forget prevent fatalities and visit your doctor. Thanks for listening. If you've got questions or comments, share them directly on this track on the AISTS MSA SoundCloud page or visit us at www.aists.org.